Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 198. Are you ready for it? it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Yo, what is going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? Thank you for joining us today. Before we get started, we have to thank today's sponsor, Hot Schedules. Since 1999, they've been laser-focused on giving restaurants the best tools to help us manage our people, improve productivity, and they do it all from a platform that fits your business. Visit go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable to learn more. With excitement, allow me to introduce back to the show... We just were talking about this the second time, which blows my mind because you should have been on the show like at least five times by now, Brandon. Brandon Hull of Next Restaurants, uh, our authority on digital media marketing. How you doing today? Eric, I am feeling unstoppable. Yes, How you, doing, you beat me to the punch you knew I was going <laughs> to I love it. <laughs> so, uh, like I just said, Brandon is our authority on digital media marketing, and he just wrote this awesome ebook. Uh, content marketing for restaurants. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we talk about that, I want to get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling, Brandon, with a success quote or mantra. You, you didn't think you were going to get away without doing that today, did you? No, I never. I, <laughs> I listen to every single episode and I quotes that people share, and I don't think I can compare to what some of the, the cool motivational stuff they share. But I do have a nice gritty uh, reminder quote, if that works as oh, well. Please. <laughs> this comes from the um, the infamous Bruce Willis, oh, and he, he he once said, "Do the hard stuff first, then you can go and do whatever you want to do." Awesome, great, great quote. Great way to get this interview started. So let's talk about content marketing. And Brandon, in your words, what would you? I mean, how would you define content marketing? Uh, so, you know, um, I don't know that I have the, the nice uh, handy quote that you could uh, use from a lectern, you know, at a big speaking event or something like that. So I'll steal the Content Marketing Institute defini definition of content marketing. And they say content marketing is a strategic marketing approach focused on creating and distributing valuable, relevant, consistent content to attract and retain a clearly defined audience. So Beautiful. to me... For restaurants, it's really about how you use the, the assets you already have and put them to work for you as marketing tools in ways you've never used them before. How you use your menu, how you use your customer experience, how you use your guest, uh, or sorry, your staff, uh, how you use your brand's personality, how you put those to work uh, as marketing tools. Awesome. And when we're talking about um, content marketing, what channels are we talking about? What platforms are we using to put this content out? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd, I'd highlight the difference between content marketing. When you do a search for content marketing, you'll find a lot of things um, online that are speaking to companies uh, that are not restaurants. Um, they're, they're companies that are producing widgets. They're companies that are providing a professional service, um, all of that sort of thing. And so their, their content, in many cases, is their, their, uh, their, their knowledge, their mm -hmm. expertise, their case studies, um, maybe it's sometimes it's how their product works and so forth, but, but they, their form of content is quite a bit different than what content needs to be for restaurants. But mm -hmm. 
but I've already kind of forgotten the details of your question. <laughs> I, for, I think I might have forgotten my question. Um. But, but here's, here's, the de- here's, here's my thinking, though. And what I'm seeing working for a lot of restaurants as I did some research on this, content for restaurants is an entirely different thing. And the idea is to find a way to connect and engage with your target customers for restaurants, it's a way to it's a way to to use what your assets are without having to rely on coupons or calendar promotions or holiday events, that sort of thing, the way most restaurants do. Interesting. Now, um, after reading your awesome book, what you can find at Next Restaurants, I uh, I saw a lot of like similarities. And when I think of content marketing, I don't know, is it just another way to talk about good social media? I feel like a lot of what content marketing is is really just um, a lot of like there's a lot of similarities with just having good social media. So what's the difference between social media marketing and content marketing? Well, so yeah, that's a that is a great question because social media is a key way that you're going to a key place mm-hmm. that you're going to engage um, your your target customers for most restaurants anyway. Uh, the the difference is though you don't own really your social media profiles, your social media accounts. Okay, those those are uh, what one person has called outposts basically. So while, while those are great channels to engage with people, ultimately, if you want to actually work with them, you're going to have to do that someplace that you own. For example, your website and, for example, your actual restaurant okay. locations. So ultimately, it's about finding ways to engage people where they are, but bringing them back to where you want them to be. So a great example of content marketing would be, for example, a, a blog on your website or yep. a podcast like we do here. Yep. Or what are some other examples you can think of? Um, uh, th- those are those are the first two starting points. How because, about, how about yeah, go ahead. seats in your restaurant? <laughs> Is that <laughs> you, you know the funny thing about that? You can use those in ways that are quite unique, and you just gave one of the ways, um, and a podcast is is one of the unique ways. There are actually an increasing number of restaurants out there or, or chefs out there who are starting their own podcasts, mm. um, and talk about an awesome way to 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 bring some personal branding into it. And then when I say your seats are a great way to do that, that that podcast could be host, hosted mm-hmm. right there in your restaurant. I've said it uh, so many times, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine going to your favorite restaurant and you're like, I wonder what the specials are this week. And you can yep. literally just go to iTunes, find your favorite restaurant, and listen to the executive chef giving the story behind each special that week. And, I mean, that would just be an incredible way to engage with your guests. And to, I mean, you might only get like 100 downloads a month, but those are going to be 100 downloads of you know your, your brand ambassadors, of the people that are, are passionate and in love with your restaurant. Yeah. Now, if you if you're really trying to to establish a real brand that means something, you, if you're going to do something like podcasting, which is which is hard thing to do, it's not easy mm-hmm. to just launch a podcast, <clears throat> and, and you and you definitely would have to steer clear of just making it a, a, a weekly commercial mm-hmm. about your restaurant. I mean, it's got to have a slice of life to it. It's oh, got to yeah. have some true personal uh, personal factor to it. But to be able to weave in conversations about your your menu and the backstory of your restaurant and um, how you guys uh, certain recipes how mm-hmm. you guys came up with certain ideas the inspiration behind them and then actual conversations with guests mm-hmm. from time to time holy smokes that would be if as long as it's entertaining I think that that could be a really compelling way for yeah. a, a restaurant and to stand you know, out. another great tool that's out there uh, is the voice library 
um, which is, I don't know if you've heard of it, Brandon, but if you're somebody who wants to use, it's talking about content marketing, um, a place to host that audio file. If you have a, a smartphone, you can just record what you're talking about and host it to your uh, voice library account. Um, it's a very layman's terms or very uh, simple, simple way is probably a better way to ex- explain it to host that content that you own. Going back to the difference between social media and content marketing is that you own that content on that platform. That's which right. is really cool. So we're kind of getting off topic here, uh, trying to bring it back to the topic of content marketing. Yep. Um, it's hard for us to not talk about podcasts since we both have our own <laughs> podcasts. And, uh, so anyway, back to content marketing. So in the book, uh, in your book, Content Marketing for Restaurants, you talk about the first step being discovery. What do you mean by that, Brandon? So uh, discovery is, is a fancy way of, a uh, fancy term for is, is just doing your advanced research. Before you, you rush to put in place uh, any specific tactic that sounds cool, sounds doable, sounds like it, it's something that your brand would do or should do, or, or you, something that you've heard peer, other peers are doing with their restaurants, um, Discovery is really about stopping for a minute and mm-hmm. taking a close look at, at what competitive nearby restaurants are doing with their marketing, what social channels they're pushing their content to or, or, or even their uh, coupons and promotions through, um, and, and how they're avoiding an over-reliance on promos and coupons, what, what they're, whatever they're doing, and just not to, to follow in their footsteps, but to be informed so that you can create your own game plan. Yeah. Um, at the essence, at the core of all this, we're talking about marketing. And when I was reading that section of your book, uh, what was coming to my mind was a simple SWOT analysis. And if you're not mm-hmm. uh, familiar with what a SWOT analysis is, you're essentially going over your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. Uh, and that's kind of what I saw you talking about in this section of the book. So, I mean, where are there, where are there opportunities for you to shine? What are... Uh, the things that you're good at that your competitors aren't good at. Like, what can you leverage for unique selling propositions that others can't leverage? Is kind of what yeah. I was thinking about when going through that. Is there anything else you want to talk about um, in regards to the the discovery phase? Yeah, not not too much. I, I would just say that that while you can be optimistic, as optimistic as you want, and you should be optimistic about what you can accomplish with your restaurant. Again, if you're wanting to establish a real brand, even for your one single location, you kind of have to be willing to face the harsh realities of your own limitations. You know, if there's certain things that you just don't have the bandwidth to do or sound good, but you know that you just, you know yourself well enough to know that you're not going to be able to stick to doing something on a regular basis if it's all in your, uh, if it's all in your plate or, or maybe one other person that you could delegate something to, mm-hmm. you know you're limited. That needs to play into your strategy. You, you can't just rush to do something and then abandon it in three months. That, that's that's going to harm your brain. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice uh, and a great thing um, to be aware of. Um, you know, on top, I guess on that topic, uh, we can kind of dive a little bit more. Like, what are some of the other threats that you should really consider before deciding to, to really truly commit to a content marketing strategy? Yep. Um, lack of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, that some of the best uh, restaurants that I know or chefs that I know or restaurant coaches that I know, um, speak to this piece a lot, so I would just echo their statements that uh, you got to be careful that the voice that you portray in your um, in all of your marketing, and that includes any offline marketing that you do, is consistent uh, across all of those channels, mm-hmm. and it's and it makes sense for the type of restaurant you are. You know, I mean, if you're uh, if you're a sports bar, you probably need to be a little bit different than you know a speakeasy or a fine dining establishment in a swanky part of your 
metropolis there. So um, the 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 personality that you have and the personality your brand have may have two maybe two different things. You just kind of need to be make sure that the restaurant's brand is authentic. Uh, just to kind of dive deeper a little bit into uh, some of the advice our guests have had. Um, as far as leveraging the, the skills and the passions of the people that are in their in their restaurant, um, you, you kind of touched on it briefly already, but maybe you're not the best person. When you're doing this discovery, when you're doing this SWOT analysis and you're trying to find out strengths and weaknesses, I mean, what are your strengths and when, especially what are your weaknesses in your restaurant? You might be an incredible chef, um, but you might not be shining when it comes to the marketing side of things. So who on your team? Learn your, your employees. Who on your team um, is maybe going to school for marketing or maybe just has a natural like look at their social media platforms are they just always posting are they really sharp like this is a great opportunity to put somebody in the right lane in your restaurant to hand it to handle something like this and it's going to bring out a lot of happiness in them too because they're going to know that they're contributing more and they're going to have a reason to come to work other than a paycheck i kind of a a little bit of a rant but uh (laughs) (laughs) but no i agree completely Uh, it's it's no it's no surprise or it's it's no uh this is kind of a captain obvious statement here but um, millennials and the generation that will be coming after them are uh, attached to their devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are social media gurus. They're the first ones to find the next platform that everybody needs to run to um, outside of the core ones that we all know about. And um, while I wouldn't hand over the keys to my brand to someone just because they're, quote, unquote, good at social media or on social media a lot, you, you can enlist their ideas mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, that whole notion of going where the puck is going versus going where the puck is. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky once says. Um, you, can, you can enlist those employees to know where you need to be headed. Yeah. Um, and and maybe, maybe involve them. Maybe involve Absolutely. them, although, again, I wouldn't hand the keys over. So let's talk about branding and how important branding is. You, you talk a little bit in detail about the importance of branding in your book. So let's talk about that a little. I don't know what you want to talk about with it. Okay, sorry. So, um... <laughs> no, no I, I, let me tell, I'll say one thing about branding, and I actually don't necessarily make a, a point about saying this in the book, but to me, I, I, I did this, uh, I wrote a post um, a few months ago that pulled out a tweet from McDonald's, a tweet, uh, sorry, it was a tweet from McDonald's, and I, um, I did some really bad Photoshop work and put Burger King's logo on that, and I put uh, someone else's, maybe Carl's Jr. or something like that logo on that. And um, the bottom line for that tweet was there was nothing. It was so so neutral and vanilla, the tweet was, the way it promoted their burger, that it was... It was there was no brand involved. There was no voice. There was no, there was no nothing involved. And while, while that can be hard to do with 100, 140 characters, the point I was trying to make in the blog post where I did that bad Photoshop work was that... Those are three mega brands that are all doing the exactly the same thing mm-hmm. with their use of social media. You couldn't tell one from the other if you were to if one brand was to take over the others for the next seven days. None of us would know the difference. Yeah. And to me, that is that is at the core of creating your digital marketing strategy to begin with. Um, regardless of how deep into content you get or social you get, is just making sure that you know um, who you are and how you speak. If you're if you're if your restaurant were a person, who would it hang out with? You know, how would it speak? What would be some things it says all the time and doesn't? Do? What were some of the interests it would have? Mm. You know, the, what what would that brand be like? I think knowing that 
should fuel your what your strategy is. Yeah, and I think some people get intimidated by the the term branding because it seems kind of foreign. Uh, but we do a lot of talk on the show uh, about how, the importance of visioning and the importance of writing down your core values and knowing why. And that's why I always ask that question: What is your why? What's your purpose? Because that's so important for you to know your why, your purpose, like your 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 reason for getting into this industry. And a lot of um, you know that. Uh, I see a lot of that having a huge impact on your on, on your branding, which is why I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Because, um, I mean, I have something that you wrote here that I'll share to the listeners. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> your restaurant's content marketing reels people in who want to do business with companies that share the same values, the same styles, the same flair. So, I mean, it's that's why I think it's just so important. One of the biggest mistakes people make is when they're starting, they're just they're kind of just starting, and they're not really putting a lot of thought into why they're doing things. Um, yep. And it's so important to put that thought in because you can resonate with your target audience when you really take the time to think about that why, and then to take that why, that purpose, and implant it into your business and share the story, whether it be audio or whether it be on your website on an about page. But there's so much opportunity there to really tap into and to really um, just, I guess, connect with your guests. But so many restaurants don't do that. Do you want to add anything to that, Brandon? Uh-uh. When something's been said well, it's okay. Just let it sit the way it is. That was good, <laughs> that was good right, stuff. Thank you. Before we share some examples, Brandon, I just want to take one quick moment to thank our sponsors once more, Hot Schedule. So are you familiar with labor management, Brandon? I am familiar with labor management. So labor management is like, it has been said on the show that if you implement technology in any way or form into your restaurant, aside from like maybe a POS system, it's with labor management because there's so much time in a day wasted with just trying to figure out the schedule and trying to communicate back and forth. Um, labor management resources are just an, an a plug-in tool, system, process that you can take that's been perfected or fine-tuned and you just plug it into your restaurant. So if you're not using a labor management tool in your restaurant to save time and headaches, I highly suggest Hot Schedules, which has been recommended a handful of times on the show by successful people leveraging it, recommending it every day on the show. So that is my sponsor plug for the day. Thank you, Hot Schedules. Moving back onto the show, let's talk about some examples of content marketing. Content marketing. I said that funny. All right. So we'll just, uh, in your book, Content Marketing for Restaurants, um, you list 50 examples. And that's that's a lot of meat and potatoes there. Well, obviously, we're not going to go through all 50 of the examples you share. Oh, sh- but... I, I mean, let's just share like a handful of the examples to kind of get people going in the right direction so we can kind of really paint a picture of what content marketing is, what good content marketing is. So you share one, and then I'll share one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, uh, this, is, this seems like a slightly uh, narcissistic exercise. However, we'll put the emphasis on what some of the brands and restaurants have done and less about the book. <laughs> but what, what I do see um, more and more restaurants do a, a good job of and um, is sharing what's called user-generated content mm-hmm. from UGC. Uh, and that is taking what other people have done or said or shared in one of their locations and amplifying that. Um, so it sounds like a testimonial, almost. Uh, kind of, but it's it's a, it's a little bit more media rich. It's okay. a little bit more real than than, than a testimonial than a quote. 
Um, uh, Applebee's did this recently, and say what you want about Applebee's, but they turned over their Instagram account um, either earlier this year or late 2014. They basically turned over their Instagram account to loyal followers. They created a whole separate website um, also and a whole separate term. I think it was Fantographer. Um, and uh, basically, they, in a curated way, they reshared on their massive um, Instagram account with a ton of followers uh, those photos and quotes that went along with them um, of their most loyal following. And so they had a sep- they had one website where all of those photos were shared from Instagram, and then they also again turned over the Instagram account. So to me, that was a that was a great way of letting people have their little five minutes of fame. Or five seconds of fame, fifteen seconds of fame. Um, you know that that Applebee's with their seven hundred thousand followers or however many million followers, um, hey, they retweeted, they paid attention, they saw my picture, mm-hmm. and reshared it. Um, that's just one sort of way that you can uh, you can give somebody a little bit of uh, visibility beyond just a testimonial. You're actually showing the picture that they sh- that they showed. So it's not a it's not a perfectly polished, produced photo that you took in your stu- mm-hmm. studio of your you know shrimp and chips um it was uh it was a real world photo yeah. in restaurant in a restaurant with so bad much, lighting and everything so much more impactful just because of the yeah. the connection you're making with that one person but they're gonna mm-hmm. blow it up they're gonna share yep. it like crazy and their friends will share it like crazy anybody who loves applebee's who's with who's connected to that person is gonna blow that stuff up so so now it's my turn to share an example and i really do i kind of already shared it but i'm gonna share it again i think the most the one thing everybody can do in their restaurant that not enough people do is share their story. Um, and it's as simple as maybe a three paragraph or a one, it could be even like a one paragraph, uh, explanation of who you are and why you started and what your core values are and why you do what you do. And that's going to tap into the core of so many of your guests. And it's such an easy thing to do to create a page on your website. That is a perfect example of content marketing. What do you have to say about that, Brandon? Completely, completely agree. In fact, um, there's a reason. While I didn't put my ideas in a specific order necessarily, um, for the most part, the ones, the very early part of the of the book are the elemental ideas that just about every single restaurant can embrace, and that is one of the very first ones. This mm-hmm. is. It, the, your website is your property. It's your chance to tell your story your way with your words. Absolutely believe that you should do that. that mm-hmm. And that and and you know who a big brand again who did that. I, I give several examples of um, local restaurants that tell their story and they're really heartwarming stories about how their restaurant got started. Um, but who did it in a big budget way was Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Say what you say what you want about their current ills, uh, literally ills. Um, <laughs> but uh, but there's there's several restaurants that have done a great job of this. And you know you're not going to get a lot of like SEO value from that or get discovered more. That's not the reason you do it. You do it so that people so that your story resonates with people mm-hmm. in a specific way, and they really want to get to know you yeah. and and give back to their community. And uh. On that note, uh, one other thing I honestly can't – I skimmed through your book, The the 50 Ways, and I have time to go through all of them. You might have shared this. But one thing that gets me so excited and pumped up is when I see restaurants sharing the bios on of their employees. Um, and I think that's just – those are the – that's the face of your company. Uh, mm-hmm. When people go in and they can learn something special about one of your servers or your bartender or even the, the, the dish boy, like anything, like – they are going to be it's, – it's human instinct to just – to gravitate towards those little things when you know something about somebody else. Um, yep. 
and was that one of the things you listed? I apologize if it if it was. <laughs> yeah, I do mention that that's one of the uses of your blog. Yeah. That's a great great use of your blog is to feature people on your team and who they are and why they, why do they work there? Why do they like working there? Yep. Yeah. So why don't you share one one more of your uh, your favorite one of the, the the big ones that you have listed on that list of fifty uh, types of content marketing. Okay, so you know this this is a little bit more cutting edge, and I will tell you that it, that it pushes the envelope a little bit of creativity for maybe some restaurants out there. But you know, if you do a search for top restaurants in insert your city, and that maybe that city is is Monmouth, mm-hmm. uh, or your city is wherever New Jersey, you do a search, and more often than not, you're not going to find a restaurant website listed mm-hmm. on the first page of Google. You're going to find TripAdvisor pages, Urban Spoon, old Urban Spoon pages, Yelp pages, obviously, City Search page. You're going to find all of these round up pages that you are going to have a hard time competing with, uh, at least to find your website. This is another great use for a blog. Why not, why not make your blog the hub for all the cool things to do in your town, the cool places to go, and yes, even the top restaurants in your, in, in your town, and you're, of course, on that list, but you're not necessarily number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but educating people about what, what they can do in your town, I think, is a great way to engage oh, yeah. people through your website. It gets them coming back to your site if they find like they're going to find valuable content, inf- interesting content, and then maybe even sometimes fun or funny, uh, you know, insightful content. The more I do these interviews, the more I learn about what makes people successful, the more I really just discover that doing good is good business. And when you can create content to help not just yourself but your community, the people in your community, to, to drive uh, business to those who support you, you and, and whenever you can help other people – and people catch wind of what you're doing to help them, you better believe it's going to come back around to serve you some way, some form in the long run. And the more times you do that, the, the, the compounding effect, the more times you help people and do things not for yourself but for others, you're just going to, in the long term, always come out on top. Um, yep. And that's kind of what I heard when you were sharing that example of just promoting those things to do within your community. Um, it's just, I'm not, I mean, it's content, yes, but it's also just a great way to spread that positive energy. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's the karma side. Yeah, that's yeah right. for sure. Um, so, I mean, we, we both just gave a, a couple examples of what content marketing is and how you can leverage it in your restaurant. Uh, you give. I, I'm going to plug the book one more time, Brandon, uh, just because, I mean, we just gave you a taste. But if you want to um, learn more about uh, or just kind of brainstorm just to get come up with ideas. I mean, I think probably the hardest part of content marketing is to have that confidence to come up with an idea and to go for it. Um, so if you're just looking for ideas and you just need inspiration, I think the book that you put out, Brandon, Content Marketing for Restaurants, is just a great starting point. Um, wow. So why? tell us a little bit more about why you decided there was a need for uh, some kind of book like that. Well, I, I, I suspect if you've got a halfway enterprising um, restaurateur who is trying to find ways to stand out, and it's mm-hmm. increasingly difficult. And you just interviewed Sam Glenn mm-hmm. from Chop not long ago, and he talked – I mean, he, he's only owned that restaurant for three years, and he's talked about how five restaurants have sprung up in the last couple of years mm-hmm. since he started Chop, and, and they're all good restaurants. He, he you know, he – he was quick to point out that these aren't these aren't just you know four walls and a little food inside. Um, they're good places. And how do you stand out? And if you if you're halfway enterprising and you're doing some searches for you know digital marketing or how you can do better uh, with your marketing in this day and age, you're going to run across content. But the problem is content marketing. As many people are are talking about how powerful it is, nobody is talking about how a restaurant can do content marketing. And I think any you, any self-respecting restaurateur will 
will tell you that uh, the way you market and brand and uh, advertise your restaurant's got to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there's not and there's nothing out there today that's giving examples of how some restaurants are leveraging content marketing, whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal was to put together something more than a little bit of a, you know more than a, a blog series or a blog post that that speaks to that. Awesome, great stuff. Um, yep. Well, we'll we will be linking to that in the show notes. This is episode one ninety. So head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 198 to find a summary of everything we talked about and to find links to that ebook. Um, I want to leave you guys with some other uh, things, some other calls to action before we sign off. So I'm trying to think of places people can go, Brandon. Let's, let's tap into the ether. Let's brainstorm real good, good Brandon, because <laughs> there's yeah. going to be some calls to action we can give the folks. So. Um, if you're intimidated by technology or leveraging these tools to create content, one thing I can think of is called lynda.com, which is uh, a gigantic archive of video tutorials on how to use, whether it be Adobe software, uh, editing something, or how to use WordPress or whatever. If you, if you want to learn how to create this content so you can use it to market your restaurant, lynda.com is one awesome tool um, can you think of anything? What's popping into your, bre- your head, Brandon? You know, similar to lynda.com, there's a, a website called Udemy, uh, U-D-E-M-Y.com, uh, that, that's um, a similar concept. There's lessons that you can choose to subscribe to or purchase on a one-time basis. Um, I think Linda's a subscription and Udemy is more of a course-by-course course type of subscription service. You just uh, uh, subscribe to one source. And I know there's some good restaurant marketing stuff over there. Um, that's a great resource that I'd point people to. I think that was one that I was thinking of, but I couldn't think of the name of it. Um, is that basically where people um, can submit content that they created that teaches people how to do something? Yep, people can submit a course. Um, oh, that's people right. can create their own course and then post it online. You can see a little bit of background about the person before you subscribe to the post. You can see reviews about it. Uh, you can see you know, the rating of it and so forth before you hand over your money for it. So it's kind of it's very similar to lynda.com, but instead of Linda creating all the content, it's a kind of like a communal platform where people can submit content that teaches other people how to do things. Right, and you're not and you're not um, you're not held by the monthly subscription. You just kind of do it on the content at a at a time basis. Oh, yep. cool, interesting. So that so yep. so far we have Lynda.com, Udemy.com, um, and then there's a simple things. If you're just not good at making things look pretty, there's Canva.com, which has been mentioned a few times awesome. on the show. Uh, awesome tool. Pick Monkey, which has been mentioned a few times on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Help me out. Let's get some more resources to share with these people, so they feel like they're like, okay, I have the tools in my in my arsenal. Uh, what do you got, Brandon? So this is going to here's here's one from out of left field. Uh, pay real interesting attention to what BuzzFeed does with how they promote their stuff, what kind of content they share. It's extremely funny for the most part. It's a little bit offbeat, sometimes irreverent, but the blend of media and the way they publish some of their stuff in a low cost sort of way. Um, even though they're a, a pretty big inter- media enterprise now, you can catch some really interesting inspiration from some of the content that they publish. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I, I'm, I'm tapped out. I'm probably going to think of something after we stop hit recording and kick myself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> lastly, we just have to mention it one more time. Uh, another great resource is the book, Content Marketing for Restaurants, which can be found at nextrestaurants.com. Uh, I'll have that link there. And Brandon also was so generous to offer... Uh, me, 
I'll just be transparent, 50% of whatever uh, we send to him, but I would rather pass that saving on to you guys. So he's he's making funny faces at me right now because he's like, dude, come on, you got to try to make some money with this podcast. Um, but I know that I'm in this for the long run, so I'd rather uh, save, help you guys save 50% on that, that ebook. So um, if you guys head over, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Brennan, how do you want to do it? So if if have them check out your show notes, and in your show notes will be a link for them to get a discount on the book, and to uh, and to help you know, give back to to Eric and his show as well. Um, I'll make zero on the book, and <laughs> you're and you're I'm serious, and and your listeners will will have a great resource, and, and um, they'll help you out as well. Uh, awesome. So uh, do make sure to use those links so you can. Uh, I think what do you have this retailed for, Brandon? Twenty. It's the standard edition, which is a PDF version, is nineteen dollars. Uh, there's an HTML version that'll get updated more frequently. Uh, that's an additional nine dollars, um, so twenty eight dollars. But then, if they use your link, they'll get a massive discount off of that. Awesome! So less than ten dollars, guys. You can get started. Um, start brainstorming. Just learning about what you can do to use content to market to market your restaurant. Um, and uh, if you have any questions, shoot me an email. You got my email, Eric at Restaurant Unstoppable. Brandon, how can we connect with you? Oh, nextrestaurants.com is the easiest place to find me. Just find me there or go to Twitter and I'm Next Restaurants on Twitter as well. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to teach us more about content marketing and how it can make our restaurants unstoppable. It's no questioning that you, sir, are unstoppable. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Cheers. Boom! Shakalaga! <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, there's another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Another uh, great interview. Thank you, Brandon. I really need to get him on the show more often. Uh, and do check out nextrestaurants.com. It's an incredible resource filled with just a ton of, of awesome advice on how to market your restaurant in a, a new way, the new age of marketing, uh, specifically for restaurants. So do check that out. Again, this is episode 198. Head over to Restaurant Unstoppable slash 198. That is where you'll find the link to get Brandon's ebook, Content Marketing for Restaurants. And if you use that link and you enter promotional code UNSTOPPABLE, you will get that book for half price. Awesome deal. Thank you, Brandon, for doing that for our listeners here at Restaurant Unstoppable. And then also, uh, you'll find the links to lynda.com and Udemy and Canva and PicMonkey and BuzzFeed, all the things we mentioned in the show. And why are those links important? Because, yeah, we gave you the framework with the book to uh, to get some campaigns, some marketing campaigns going. But the truth is you're going to have to do a little extra work to learn how to use some of these platforms to create the content. But today it's never been easier to create content because you can literally learn anything you want to learn because there's courses all over the place and two places that you'll find these courses on how to use these platforms. One, lynda.com. Two, Udemy. So get started there to invest in yourself and become a, a person of value so you can use these platforms to uh, better market your restaurants. Uh, and then some of them are free. Canva is free. You can make some incredible digital um, content, some banners or, or posters or blog posts, whatever you want. Like If you have no artistic bone in you, uh, Canva and PicMonkey will make that part of it much easier as well. And I have to apologize. I haven't been putting out as much content as usual. The reason for that is because it's the holiday season and trying to get a successful restaurant tour on the show during the holidays is not easy. So I've just decided to uh, let loose on the reins a little bit and to just focus on uh, 
you know, taking a break, getting my composure, and really thinking about how I can make Restaurant Unstoppable better going into the new year. So uh, thank you for being patient, and uh, I'm sorry if you've been looking for the content, but don't worry. We have a ton of interviews lined up for January, so we're going to be hitting it hard in the new year. All right, guys, that's all I have for you. Please remember, I'm always looking to hear from you, so shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter. I'm active. All right, that's all I have. Until next time. Time. Peace out.